thing, you know, we're in the business of going fast and so are the teams and, um, you know, they, they push it to the absolute limits and sometimes over it and that, that's what happens. And the full credit to Shane, you know, he just, just merged into the, into the family as if he'd been there all along. I was embarrassed for that race to restart in Tasmania. Dumb shit like that, that just isn't acceptable. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars with Craig Ravel and Tony Whitlock, a post-Bathurst 12-hour event, um, and we've got plenty to talk about uh, about supercar drivers at the 12-hour. It was a pretty exciting race for uh, for those that are watching on television, more so even you, Craig. Yes, well, I was helping out Peter Norton, a good friend of the program, and uh, taking a photo at the finish line for him. So uh, I was watching the big screen, talking with some other the photographers and uh, just seeing it all run down from probably not the best vantage point because you certainly have a fantastic view of the race from the lounge chair. And uh, it's indeed, probably a indeed. bit easier to uh, see and hear than standing on the... Uh, I was, yeah, about one metre off the finish line uh, for the position I was in to take the photo. All right, well, you were up to your elbows in F-stops. Um, it was certainly a thrilling race. Um, um, great for Porsche to, to win the race. Great for Matt Campbell, Earl Bamba as, a, as his own team uh, and a whole bunch of other things. It was a thrilling race because there were so many different uh, teams and models of cars in that uh, rush to the flag in those final minutes. Um, I, I think that uh, Channel 7 did a fantastic job uh, in covering it. It's certainly wonderful to be on a free-to-air channel for the 12 hours, and I was able to dip in and out of it and certainly uh, felt like I knew what was going on, uh, probably more so than those standing trackside. Indeed, and what we did see was we saw a fantastic battle at the end, a huge, huge period in the middle of the race where it just was green and uh, uninterrupted by safety cars. But then with, what was it, 25 minutes to go or around that 30-minute mark, we saw a, a punctuation in the green flag running which brought everyone together and uh, people who might have been sketchy on fuel were able, were going to be able to make it. People who uh, took the chance and dove in, got some tyres, they were rolling the dice that they might be able to drive through. And there was so many storylines. It is, and I've said this to a number of people over the years, it is just amazing how it doesn't matter the length of race, it doesn't matter what type of racing, Bathurst manages to pull off grandstand, uh, you know, grandstand thrilling finishes on more more occasions than not and the Bathurst 12 hour last year all right red flag finish well that's one in about uh, since the GT3 era that hasn't been a uh, absolutely uh, um, you know edge of the seat thrilling uh, finish so uh, you know if you're batting at what one from seven uh, is not being a dud you must be on a winner and uh, over the last few years with the 1000 and even the six hour which is uh, gaining more and more uh, more and more runners and more and more interest every year they've had some absolutely uh, magnificent finishes as well so it's it's certainly a place for motor racing and uh, and uh, it does having stood down there at the uh, finish line it 
it just makes me feel that the start line should be the finish line at Bathurst because there would have been a number of occasions over the last 20 years when the winner at the current finish line, which is at the control line of pit lane, uh, might not have been the winner at the start line halfway down the uh, pit straight. Indeed not. And yet again, the weather gods were very kind. Um, well, they haven't been always at Bathurst. But uh, it, the great thing about this year's event, and having got up at uh, 5.30 to watch the start, it was a wonderful the way and see, see the, the day unfolded. Um, and that at no time, I mean, many, many hours of green running, and they easily elapsed the 300-plus uh, laps that have been past records. Uh, it was fantastic to see um, uh, the, the race unfold and, and run so well all day. Um, you know, a few uh, mistakes uh, with safety cars and things like that, but really nothing of any major consequence. So it was the other thing that was fascinating, of course, was to see such a high input from overseas. And at times, I counted probably only four or five Australian drivers on track on the, out of the... Uh, 38 or 40 cars on track there'd be only five australian drivers at the wheel so that was amazing to all the various names of the russians and and yugoslavs and czechs and french and italians you know every nationality you can think of mm. no eskimos admittedly no eskimos but every other nationality it seemed was there wonderful to see and so many supercar drivers who did have a great time even maddie campbell of course has supercar connections in that he shared a couple of years back with Shane Van Gisbergen, the year before last, in 17 he did. Yeah. And, of course, he uh, got his first Bathurst, uh, I think it's probably his first podium there, but also uh, his first win, and that was great. No, no, and Earl Bamber's new team. He won in the Porsche Carrera Cup in his oh, first right. year, in his first outing there. And uh, I, I don't know, you might remember this, uh, Will Power uh, came up to uh, congratulate him and... Uh, and Will was absolutely stoked that someone from, you know, his region was doing so yep. well, and uh, and it was it was quite interesting to see uh, how Will Power was, uh, you know, there to uh, support his uh, his not only countrymen but uh, Queenslander as well. Um, I will mention Tony that you you certainly supercar drivers had had. Uh, a, a big dip in this event and of course it is managed and now uh, run by supercars and uh, of course supercars uh, media is heavily involved in that seven broadcast so uh, that consistency that we see across the broadcast uh, was being uh, once again shown but uh, on this show this special Bathurst 12 hour edition we are going to focus heavily on the, a few of the supercar drivers Chas Mostert Dean Fiore and also Lee Holsworth. We've got Tony D'Alberto, who's had a chance to speak to us also about his trip over to the United States. And we'll hear from a former supercar driver in Maro Enkel about life as a as a AMG factory driver and the differences between being a series driver and being someone who just is, you know, parachuted in to different events around the world. Um, also, uh, David Russell, Todd Hazelwood, who uh, he, along with Roger Largo, uh, all finished on the podium in the anima, in the uh, AM Pro class, or the Pro-Am class, I should say. Um, 
And I will give a plug right now, Tony, to this week's Inside Motorsport because not only do we have our uh, TRS special that you've been doing for us on Inside Motorsport throughout the last uh, four weeks, but uh, we are also going to be doing, uh, also be hearing from um, Matt Campbell, Earl Bamber, who owned the team, and also uh, Dennis Olsen, who was, uh, now this will test my knowledge of flags, I think he was the Norwegian driver with him i'm just picturing the flag now red cross blue background white inside i'm pretty safe that i can say norwegian but uh, someone will pick me up for being wrong there but they're all on this week's inside motorsport and of course tony you've got uh, brewer beasley updating us on the mtex progress in trs and also a special with some drivers heading into what is one of only uh, a handful probably two um grand prix that are recognised by the FIA as a Grand Prix, even though they're not Formula One. Indeed. That's this weekend at Manfield. But first of all, let's get around to talking about some news. Now, over the next 10 days, it's a very busy time in the world of the uh, supercars uh, for all the teams, because on the 13th is the series launch where all all the teams will gather, maybe not all the... uh, crew of the teams, but certainly the drivers and the management for the launch to the series for the media. The following day on the 14th is the very first official test hit out. Not compulsory, likely that anyone will be there. Certainly, I can't imagine uh, uh, Triple Eight uh, missing out on the opportunity to run at Phillip Island. Um, And, of course, all those uh, new Mustangs with both uh, DJR Team Penske and uh, Tickford Racing with their four cars now with the Will Davison coming on board. They'll all be there at uh, the first hit out for uh, 2019 at Phillip Island. Over the next week, though, there's uh, more news happening and more livery unveils. You've got some news on the first of those. Yes, uh, the football club, Walkinshaw Andretti United, is uh, uh, proud to announce that they're going to be called Mobile One Mega Racing in 2019 so that means mega the fuel company that has been with uh, other teams across uh, the last few years uh, joining walkinshaw andretti united's family and mobile one staying on board uh, 26 years this now makes and uh, as you know james courtney last year was running number 25 to mark 25 years he returns to 22 this year um, the team is going to have HSV logos back on the car. So, as you know, after the uh, uh, the team previously was known as the Holden Racing Team, uh, they had obviously then for a year transitioned into HSV and uh, then we've had the football club situation last year, Walkinshaw Andretti United. Um, and, of course, that was, what, Mobile One Boost Racing and uh, now it's... Mobile One Mega Racing for this year. And whilst we mentioned Boost, that's been another big news story, hasn't it? Uh, uh, your friends down there at Gary Rogers Motorsport have had quite a few shifts. Yes, indeed. And, of course, uh, one of the biggest shocks for this season was the announcement that Garth will no longer be a uh, GRM driver, having returned uh, there after a, a 20-something year absence. Um, it's uh, great to see that Garth will be on the grid in the Enduros this year. Uh, no surprise that Roland Dane should just quickly snap him up um, so that Roland uh, has uh, 
probably the two supercars uh, super team um, for the Enduros in Shane and Garth, both champions, yet uh, for Shane to get a Bathurst win, but the other car with Jamie and Craig, of course, has a number of wins both together and separately. But anyway, so other news, of course, Caruso, another great uh, full-time driver who has lost his seat at Nissan, and uh, he's been snapped up by Tickford, and he'll be joining Cam Waters, which is wonderful to see. And Cam's probably one of those young drivers who could certainly do with uh, someone beside him being as experienced as uh, Michael Caruso is to uh, be beside him in a, a Mustang. I'm sure that Michael, who did drive for them in Tickford in Super 2 some years back, so uh, he certainly uh, will be great to have him in the uh, Pertec Enduro Cup again. Uh, the, other driver news, there's a, a, bit, a fair bit of it. Yeah, I was going to say, Lee Holsworth effectively did a, a rooking deal, if anyone who uh, understands chess, with Mark Winterbottom, because Mark Winterbottom went from the Bottolo car to Charlie, which will now be known as the Irwin car, and uh, Lee Holsworth has gone into the Bottolo car from Charlie's uh, Team 18 car. So uh, an, an interesting move there. And it looked like Caruso was a chance at uh, Tickford for that seat and uh, Lee's ended up picking up that and there was talk that he was in negotiations with Red Bull uh, to perhaps go in and work with Shane Van Gisbergen as co-driver and of course uh, Garth had that deal come up all all of a sudden and uh, they jumped on that, understandably so. With Bathurst being the first endurance of the race of the year, you can't have someone feeling out your car if you want to win that race. And as we know, Roland puts a, a lot of stock in winning Bathurst. That is the race he always wants to win. Um, I know he values the championship, but he, I'm safe in saying, because he's told me many times, he, Bathurst is more. Indeed. Um, speaking of Bathurst, of course, uh, a good pickup by Charlie Schwerkolt and the Irwin team is that uh, Steve Richards will be rejoining a, a teammate of his in Mark Winterbottom in that Irwin ZB. Um, so that's another of the, the great pairings that uh, proven winners at Bathurst and uh, wonderful to see those guys being back again. And Phil so, Cade also is many... going to be in the mix too this year, another excellent engineer rejoining the um, main game fold. Indeed, indeed. So there were so many interviews for you, uh, Craig. Uh, it was a fairly tiring race for you. Well, yes, uh, we were doing a lot of things. Some of the stuff you won't hear this week on Inside Motorsport or Inside Supercars, but there's some stuff coming up in the weeks ahead, which I'm sure people will be interested in, including a chance to have a chat with Caitlin Wood, who's made it through the first uh, round of the Formula W, uh, uh, yeah, Formula W series um, qualification process. So she's made it into the top 28. And uh, Caitlin, uh, although wasn't able to get the uh, podium results she was hoping for in the 12 hour, is certainly hoping that she can qualify for Formula uh, w in 2019 and we'll be hearing from her in the weeks to come and uh, yeah a few other interesting stories that i'll uh, elaborate on over the uh, coming months coming up after the break our first interview for the bathurst 12 hour and the supercar preview is lee holdsworth each week join the inside motorsport team as they look at all the news from across australia and around the world 
Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two level two the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to do after, um, take the win off him. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Rapsdale family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Well, Lee Holsworth, it's uh, great to start the year with ba- Bathurst Silverware, third in the Pro-Am, Fury yourselves, uh, <laughs> having a, a lot of fun in the Audi. Yeah, let's hope this is uh, a good you know, omen for the year, but... Uh, I've been up on that podium three times now, and I've been third each time. So I'd like to get a, another step higher, um, you know, maybe this year. Um, but uh, it's just such a good way to start the year, and um, I had a lot of fun, you know, with Dino and Mark and Kerry, uh, Mark's wife. We just have a good time, and um, that's what it's all about. Just to start the year, kick the year off. There's no better way to start it off than come to Mount Panorama in a Audi R8. Yeah, it's been such an interesting race too. That what was it? Hours and hours and hours without any safety cars, and then right at the end they bunched you all up again. Yeah, yeah it's always the way. Just when you think that the race is going to be quiet, good job, mate. Um, yeah, it all happens at the end. But uh, we just kept our noses clean all day, and that was the plan. We didn't start with a very, um, a very friendly car. Uh, certainly didn't have any confidence in qualifying, so I didn't push. Um, so we started well back, but the car was mega today. We made some changes overnight, and and it just transformed it. So. Um, yeah, we had one of the quickest cars on track today and um, uh, came home with a trophy, so very pleased. Well, 2019 is a bit of a year of change for you. Have you got your head around everything that's going to be going on for you and driving? Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's hard to get your head around it until you've started. Um, you know, I, I, don't know, uh, I don't know what to expect from the car just yet. Um, you know, fortunately, I don't have to wait too long now. Um, but once we've had that Phillip Island test, then you know I can start getting my head around the way that you have to drive the car and the way that they achieve their speed. Um, you know, I'm sure that the team will be trying to work that out as well with the with the new uh, Mustang. So um, yeah, it's going to be a challenging year, and hopefully we get on top of it pretty quickly. But I'm looking forward to to, uh, to driving for the Bottle team. It's going to be interesting going from a sports car to a bit of a US muscle. <laughs> Honestly, when you get here at Bathurst. Um, if you're in this in this GT class, you've got to put everything you know from V8s to the side because um, you drive it like a V8 and you end up in the wall pretty quick. So uh, I'm sure it'd be the same if you tried to drive our cars like a GT car. So um, you, know, you, you pretty much start from step one and you have to build your confidence very, very slowly. Uh, I didn't have complete confidence until the race today. So, um, But, you know, I would have loved to have started the weekend with the confidence I have now and with the knowledge I have of the car. Um, but, hey, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, well, as we said, trophies and uh, another crack at the mountain a bit later in the year. Yeah, absolutely. Two times at Bathurst in one year is pretty cool. Well, Tony D'Alberto with Roll Racing at the 12-hour, and what another fascinating day. This race uh, certainly can just twist and turn right to the last moment. It was a great race at the end there. It was, um, you know, there was a lot going on at the front, and uh, pretty cool to see Matty Campbell win the race, um, you know, as, as an Aussie, and uh, uh, you know he certainly thoroughly deserved that that win. So 
we we were trying pretty hard to get third in our class. Uh, We finished 12th overall and fourth in our class in the end, but just been lacking a little bit of pace all weekend in the Lamborghini. Just not sure whether the BOP is quite right for that car. We're just an absolute sitting duck in a straight line. So um, challenging day for us, but pretty happy considering it's the first one that uh, Adrian Dietz, uh, who owns our car, has done. So It was uh, an interesting week and a bit for you, having a, a quick trip over to the Penske factory and uh, enjoying some hospitality there. Yeah, I had a great week over uh, with the Penske team. Uh, Went and saw the workshop, which, uh, you know, you see all the photos and people, you know, describe what it's like, but to actually see it in real life, it's, you know, a hundred times better than what you what you expect. So, um, you know, just amazing um, trip. It was really quite a quick trip. And then we went on to uh, Daytona to watch the uh, 24-hour race there and we were guests of uh, the Team Penske as well. So, yeah, great trip. And I got back on Tuesday morning, so. bit jet-lagged when you turned up here at Bathurst. A little bit jet-lagged. I don't sit up the front of the of the plane so uh, I sort of rested on Tuesday and um, I actually felt not too bad to be honest so yeah uh, great trip and uh, one that I'll remember for a long time. What's your calendar look like for the rest of 2019? Well obviously we've got the supercar enduros um, they're a long way away so there's a bit of testing coming up I can't wait to have a drive of the Mustang you know it's going to be a, a really nice thing. Uh, trying to do a bit of GT racing um, you know Bathurst being the first enduro it's pretty vital to be doing some laps um, during the year so that's my plan um, at the moment I'm not sure how strong the category is going to be so we've just got to see how that plays out a little bit at the moment. And what about other divisions other categories overseas have you been investigating that? been looking into it but uh, I don't really have a huge network over there so I think you know like to do maybe some longer endurance races over in Asia or something like that would be really good for me. Um, trying to get the contacts to do that um, is uh, probably what I need to do. But, you know, I've looked at TCR as well. That looks like a really cool championship. Um, hopefully they get that off the, off the ground. And, um, You're not a Super 500 man? Um, it, not really, no. <laughs> Look, I, I wish them all the, all the best. But, uh, you know, for me, I think uh, the, the TCR stuff is going to be really hard racing, um, cool cars. So we'll just have to see if that plays out. But I'd certainly put my hand up if there was a seat going. Certainly a, a risky time in Australian motorsport, another touring car championship, and there's not a lot of dollars going around in the main one we've got now. It's very true, and it's very tricky to um, you know find sponsorship to go racing. And you know we're not talking five, ten grand, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and uh, that's just the reality of Australian motorsport. Um, I, think, I think a category like TCR um, could could feature really well in Australia you know, I, I don't think it's um, out of the scope of what people want here but it's reasonably affordable um, you know GT to me I think um, hopefully that keeps going strong last year it had a bit of a dip but you know hopefully uh, I mean you look at the amount of cars here at the 12 hour lots of cars uh, floating around in Australia but um, you know the championship hasn't been um, uh you know, there hasn't been that many competitors the last year or so. Um, so hopefully with the new management, people get inspired again, get their cars out and go racing. Well, Tony, we'll look forward to seeing you on the track and uh, hope you enjoy that first uh, rip round in the Mustang. Oh, I certainly will. Thank you. Well, David Russell, Todd Hazelwood, Roger Largo back there hiding in the background. Uh, congratulations, trophies, uh, silverware of Bathurst. That's uh, what everyone wants. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, coming here, when we, when we go back to the start... The deal came together, 
we had 10 laps at QR in the car. We all just went, oh, yeah, that's, yep, we've had a, had a go. And we bring the car to Bathurst. Um, the Matstone Racing guys did a fantastic job in the preparation of the car. And then, obviously, um, very good promotion for Aussie Driver Search to be able to then market this and then have a result like this. But, um, yeah, look, Roger did a fantastic job. Todd did a fantastic job and so did the team. So there's not a mark on the car. So, look, yeah, it's um, definitely been a, a, a clean day for us. Roger, always nice when you get to drive someone else's car too. Oh, yeah, sort of. Uh, Dave and Todd, fantastic job. Matty Stone, great strategy. Uh, Aussie driver search. All the boys in the team, great job. No yelling, not a scratch on the car. Every pit stop perfect. Every driver change perfect. Great result. And Todd, they say you've got to completely unlearn everything you know from a V8 to drive one of these. Is that true? Yeah, 100%. It's like driving a whole new beast. So it was a really enjoyable challenge for me, as Dave said. You know, we went to this weekend with 10 laps under our belt. So even you know after that at QR, I was really optimistic of how I was going to go here this weekend. So glad we could get through the whole race and get, you know experience that whole race, um, what it was like. So yeah, great mileage before my big year start kick kicks off, I suppose. How are you feeling for your second year in the series? Yeah, really looking forward to it all. Obviously, a lot of lessons learnt last year, and you know, for me, I've worked hard over the off-season, and you know, to get some silverware before the year starts is even sweeter. Well, we look forward to uh, seeing you at the test day before or just after the launch. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I've got a test day on the 13th coming up, and uh, yeah, then straight to Adelaide, so can't wait. All right, thanks very much, Todd. And Dave, for your year, it's getting a bit busier? Yeah, I think it will be. Um, can't really announce anything at this stage what I'm doing, but... Um, yeah, no, nah, I should have a good year. Planning on, um, yeah, doing a bit more GT racing this year, and um, yeah, and then obviously um, puts me in good good frame for um, supercar enduros and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, looking forward to it. All right, and Roger, when's your next outing at Adelaide? Yeah, Cup car again this year, so uh, we'll have another dip at that in amateur class. See how we go. Well, congratulations, guys! Great result. Thank you. No worries, thank you. Dean Fury, always great to have a piece of silverware from the mountain and. Uh, after 12 hours, you feel like you deserve it just for finishing. Oh, mate, it's an extraordinary race. And I really, you're right, I really do feel like um, we deserve something after what we did today because it's an epic, epic race just to finish. Um, so to actually get a bit of silver at the end is just tops. What about your, your racing and your time in the car? Was, it, it seemed like that middle part of the race was, uh, wasn't as tricky as years gone by. We didn't see the problems that people have had. Yeah, true. There was there were less GT4 cars, um, so that was um, an upside for us. So yeah, it was less tricky. But I think the GT4 cars need to go. To be fair, it sounds somewhat rude, but uh, it, it's dangerous. So yeah. Well, we'll let you celebrate with the team. Congratulations. Thanks, Tuck. Still more to come after the break on Inside Supercars with Maro Engel and Chaz Mostard. I hope you'll stay with us. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think, is a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Fiat Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and been unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Freeway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Chaz, interesting start of the year. Plenty of laps and uh, you're getting ready for the uh, Mustang next. Yeah, I mean, it's been a fantastic off-season for me with the supercars. I mean, doing plenty of different races here, there and all around the world. And um, yeah, this weekend was fantastic to be at 12 hours with Snitzer Motorsport again and 
Yeah, looking forward to having a couple of days off before back to work for supercars. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in need for a holiday, actually. How hard is it to race in one country halfway around the world and then back it up the next weekend? Yeah, it's been a good experience. I mean, the jet lag and all these kind of things, I mean, it really wasn't as tough as what I thought it would be, but this weekend racing, I'm pretty pretty rooted, to be honest. <laughs> the mountain is such an unforgiving uh, place, isn't it? Yeah, th- today was super hot and there were things failing and stuff. It was a tough slog to the end. So, yeah, got through. Um, probably never been so buggered getting out of race car in my whole career. So I'll uh, go back home, have a day off and uh, get back to gym. How hard is it for you now to switch out of GT mode and switch into supercar mode? Is it is it a natural change for you? Yeah, it's a little tricky, but, I mean, it's probably the most amount of GT running I've done back-to-back, so... Uh, it's always a challenge to go back and forth, but I mean, I've done supercars for quite a few years now, so hopefully the DNA is still in me. We had an interesting chat over the off-season with your dad, and uh, it just it's been fascinating to see how you guys have bonded over your racing career. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do what I do without him, and I mean, like I've always said, it's the day that he doesn't come to the racetrack anymore would be a different outlook on it for me, so very lucky to have the love and support of my family that comes travelling with me a lot, and... and um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just, it'd be different if he doesn't come and he's getting a little bit older now and stuff like that. He get a little bit more grumpy, a bit like me. But it's, uh, I mean, I've been so lucky in my whole life that he's uh, he's supported me the best way he can and got me where to where I am today. And of course, uh, you you sort of haven't lost any love for just competing and just getting in there and driving. No, I love it. I mean, going head to head with some of the best around the world. It's uh, it's been quite quite the awesome. Um, you know, career. You know, you're going head to head with guys like Gizzy in the last in here, which, even though he, from supercars are here, it's pretty cool. And I mean, um, yeah, wish uh, I'd love to get this Bathurst 12 hour one. One year, last year was going to be a good opportunity for it, but it wasn't meant to be. And uh, hopefully, I can have a few more cracks at it yet. And I guess one of the other things is you appreciate just how high a level supercars is in the engineering, in the car preparation, and in in what they put on the track when you go and see what the others are doing. Yeah, massively. It's uh, You learn a lot of different things travelling around the world and racing for different teams, but it does show that, um, you know, what supercars are capable of and, and does. So competition's through the roof. Um, this year's going to be pretty cool to race a Mustang. I mean, just I want to think about a holiday first. <laughs> Cheers, thanks for your time. Cheers. Well, it's great to see Maro Engel back in Australia and as an AMG driver, it must be an interesting life to be... As an AMG Mercedes driver driving all around the world, it must be an interesting type of professional racing career compared to the life you led, say, as a supercar driver. Well, first of all, yeah, it was very, very fortunate um, to, to have made uh, my passion my job. I mean, I think anyone, anyone um, who, can, who can call his passion his job is, is fortunate, and certainly for me, racing cars has always been the dream, and uh, so very happy. Um, obviously, there's, there's a bit of a difference between supercars and, uh, and, and racing GTs uh, for AMG, um, but in, in the essence, obviously, you're always you know, focused on trying to extract more performance, both from yourself and from uh, the car and the team. So um, that's what, what life's centered around. Um, and, and for me, it's always been uh, something I've enjoyed, the, the competitive aspect of it and trying to improve as a team, as a group, because that's one very important thing. You know, it's, it, it is a big team sport. Um, the whole thing doesn't work if, if not every single person 
does his job and, and everyone fulfills his part. Um, so at the end, you know, us drivers, obviously, we get to sit on the podium, but we're representing a whole group of people who have dedicated their, their life and, and their time to making the best possible car, uh, calling the right strategies, uh, putting everything in place. Um, so it's, it's, it's a big, uh, big team family work, I would, I would almost call it. Um, so you, 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 know, you have your family away from, from family, you have your racing family. So those are definitely similarities. Um, obviously the difference with, with GTs is that we, we really operate on, on, a, on a world worldwide scale. Um, it's, so, it's incredible what, uh, what GT3 has really become. And, uh, big races on all the continents now with the intercontinental gt challenge uh, it's the best example but also races like daytona 24 hours just last weekend so it's, it's fantastic you get to see a lot of different um racetracks uh, and and different culture race culture uh which is something that that uh, i was really happy to experience in supercars here the way uh, you know you go about racing here in australia is uh is very special but it is a little bit different on, on details to how we go about racing in europe or in the usa for example so um you know that, that that's a really cool aspect um obviously a lot of the gt races are endurance races so that brings a little bit of a different aspect but uh, equally so you know the bathurst 1000 uh or the enduro season as such is as well so um endurance race is always very exciting because um obviously you're uh, you're sharing the car um you're trying to work as, as close and as good as well as possible with your teammates to to find the best setup um to make it work and once again you know it's it's a it's a whole process of things that that come together uh and when it's when it's successful it's uh, in my opinion anyway it's 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 even greater because because uh, you share the joy when you are racing in a series obviously you have a you know you have a set schedule and you have a set fee when you're racing in gt is there a set fee for you to go through the year or do you pick it up race by race and so then there's a, a fluctuation in income i think it's it's uh, that's very different from from driver to driver from team to team from manufacturer to manufacturer um uh, it's not it's not uncommon to have uh, race by race deals um as it is not uncommon especially for factory drivers to have a set uh, set deal for the year, um, which I would I would guess most factories uh, operate that way um, that they have their their drivers employed for the for the full season. Um, it it uh, it does make difference, but at the end, end of the day, I think you don't really look at the the financial aspect so much. Obviously, at the end of the, the month, you need to pay your bills um, as everyone, so it needs to needs to add up. But uh, but you're focused on getting the best performance uh winning as many races as possible because obviously if you do that then obviously it'll bode well for your for your negotiations as a driver with uh with the, the manufacturer and whilst you mentioned about the intercontinental gt challenge there is such a diversity of races and of series that you race in, it means you're always racing against different people and necessarily uh you've got two other guys in the car that probably were at daytona with you last weekend uh, well, I wasn't at Daytona this this year, so uh, definitely not. Luca was. Uh, Gary was in in uh, Chile. Uh, so it is it is. Yeah, you, you you come together from different fields as well. Um, ideally, in an ideal scenario, you'd run the whole Intercontinental GT with the same drivers. Um, we already know that's probably not going to be the case. Um, and as you've seen last year, it's not uncommon for to, to to move lineups a little bit around because just because of the nature how things are with the teams, but also with. Um, different drivers scoring a different amount of points so there are yeah there are different uh, different aspects to it is it a is it a harder life to be based on a world series to being in a domestic series 
Um, is it a harder life? No, no, not really. I mean, you're, you're still following, you know, the same principles, you know, training regime where you can, when you can. Um, you're still traveling lots, obviously, on a world stage. Traveling is a, is a, is a bigger part. Uh, I have to say, in Australia, you've, you've got a pretty big country. So, uh, you know, it's like you fly six hours and you're still in the same country, which uh, definitely doesn't happen in Europe. So, but yeah, no, you, you, the traveling is a bit, bit of a bigger, um, bigger element in, in, in GT racing just because, yeah, you're, you're traveling the globe. Um, so jet lag, which luckily I don't struggle too much with, is, is always uh, your friend. Um, and sometimes you just have to uh, deal with uh, staring at the ceiling when you, when you, when you want to be uh, in bed sleeping. But um, yeah, it, it's uh, ultimately, I think, you know, yeah, it's motorsport, it's racing, it's trying to extract the most performance. So uh, there's, a, there's a lot of similarities. And finally, what would all a win at Bathurst mean to you? <laughs> it would mean a lot. Uh, I've been trying for, for a lot of times, had some very good uh, chances, but um, yeah, uh, I think that the statement is very true that uh, you don't win Bathurst, you know, Bathurst chooses you because um, things have to fall into place. And, um, and uh, we'll see, we'll give it our best shot again tomorrow uh, and see what we, can, what we can do and what we can achieve. Uh, but we know that, you know, there's a lot of competitive cars out there, there's a lot of competition, and uh, most likely the, the race will once again be decided very late on. Well, always a pleasure to catch up with you and all the best. Thank you, cheers. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. And, you know, every, every year I see Jackie Stewart Grand Prix and I just remind myself of, of his part in, in starting the, the path to safer cars. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Jack Brabham certainly left his mark not only on Australian motorsport but motorsport all around the world. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel. Starting off our year as a fashion that uh, I think it's going to be a very big one. And what a wonderful moment for the weekend to have such a great race at Bathurst. Supercars were very smart in picking that event up. It's been building and building and building and certainly has a preeminent coverage and uh, uh, interest overseas. So great way to start the year. I'm sure it'll be a fantastic year for both uh, Australian motor racing and supercars. Greg, your thoughts? My thought is at 4.30 when Peter Norton and I were trudging out to where I was, uh, we were going to set up for some photos at the beginning of the day, I was just thankful that we don't have to do this every event that we uh, run throughout the year. There are sports car fans that uh, who love <laughs> that sort of thing and uh, I can understand why because sports car racing has got uh, a lot of appeal. But uh, I'm just glad it's only once a year that you have a uh, ridiculous o'clock. And I I posted something like that uh, on Facebook, and the first reply was from a good friend of ours, Steve Chopping. (laughs) He was luxuriating probably uh, at Bathurst in the control tower. Yes, but he... I think he shared the sentiments of not having to get up this early too often. Yeah, indeed. Well, that's it for our first hit out for for real in uh, 2019. Look forward to uh, you all joining us uh, for next when I'm sure there'll be lots of news that we'll have bringing you what speaks in supercars. From the inside supercars, Tony Whitlock and good night from me. And good night from him. Good night. Uh, Tony, something happened and it started dropping out. Can you just do that, that wind up again, please? Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au 
or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.